0: Sport city, Sports city, Chef, Chef. Sport city, sport city, Chef, Shep. Sport city, sport city, Shep. Shep. Sport city, sport city. Sport city chef. Yes, Lord, we got a brand new present. Joe Biden, we riding. I pray you heaven said. Word from the wise, my people stay ahead of. Come on. I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements. It ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it. Case goes from cold to hot. state. the
2: kids. Uh. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, yes, yes. Do not adjust your speakers or your radios. This is your boy serious. And I done kicked down the door and kicked Villain out. I'm running the show in the building. But y'all know how I get down. Call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. But I, I, I don't get things started off my theme, So, man, let's get to go, man. Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. Awesome. get the man hype. As I said, call the number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. shut, and y'all know, man, we're fortunate enough to not to do this by ourselves. Man, we got the co-host in the building, the big man, the honcho himself, TP Thomas was in the building. What's going on, my guy? How are we doing this evening, sir?
3: They got me staring at the world through my rear view. Hopey baby screen to God, He can help you with your problems, suck so brothers. Why would not come through? They can relate to my music, help you with your problems. Uh, Turn us uh, up. Uh, What's your problem, <laughs> but, but Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. That's a whole nother answer. That's me looking at the top of the steps of Philadelphia with Rocky out there throwing my fist. Don't make me get in a Philadelphia mode. Please don't do this. I'm trying to be civil on a Wednesday. It's hump day. I'm halfway through the week. You got my fist ball. I don't need to be doing this. So I done took off my blazer, loosened up the tie, stepped aside to the kitchen. Timeless is alive. Sports is at a premium right now. I really have been talking to a lot of people around me in Sports City. I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, I've been dodging so much of this, oh, week one is coming. What you going to do? Oh, y'all going to Kansas City? Y'all playing the Arrowhead? I'm so wrecked nervous. I don't know what to do with myself. And just to hear that beat, getting my blood boiling, I'm about to rip my phone apart. So if y'all don't hear me, y'all know what's going on because I've been trying to be humble. I've been trying to chill. I <laughs> leave karma alone. I know she is one bad chick. I know she's been in my life for at least a solid 40-something years. I'm, I'm not messing around. I'm chilling, but City, I'm focused, man. Tell Serious to He's stop focused. hollering at me, man, man. Young Time is yours.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be crazy, man. We got a little under, you know, ten or some odd days, and man, it, 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 it's go time, man. Your Detroit Lions go up to Arrowhead to to kick this thing off, and I I, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. I, I ain't, I ain't got no dog in the fight, but I'm looking forward to seeing how that thing unfolds. But before we get cracking, got another chef in the door to Mr. Harvey, you know, Mr. New Orleans,
1: voodoo Rolay, Shane, talking
2: White himself. What's up, my dad? How we doing today, man?
1: I'm good. I'm just trying to figure out all these area codes that you're representing, uh, how you have trouble counting. We got 15 days until uh, opening night of the NFL season, two weeks yeah, from mean, tomorrow you know, like you- night. You know what? No,
2: actually, technically, no. It's a week from tomorrow night, my guy.
1: No, you're right. You're, no right. Oh, you're right. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's too late. <laughs> you're, right. so you're right. So you're We got we got 15 days. Count them down until we get kicked you're off. right. And and then for me, 11 days from now is when uh when Barry and I have a little bit of smoke because the Seminoles and the Tigers hook up in Orlando on the last Sunday of the fall that does not have NFL football. That'll be the Sunday night game, sort of the feature game of college football weekend. But what's up, man? Let's get to work. TP timeless here. Yo, man. I'm happy to join you guys. Let's get it done. Yo, man.
2: I, I, I can't believe we here, dude.
1: We're we, we in a long
2: time, and football is, is here. You know, we got, you know, college football kicking off this weekend. Um, so I'm excited about that. Preseason, obviously, cut down day. I'm excited about that. We got MLB that's blowing up right now. Yankees in a free fall. Not excited about that. We got we got a lot to talk about. So let's get to work, man. And I'm gonna actually start right there uh, as we currently speak right now. The Yankees are in the middle of a nine game skid. Uh, there are a lot of other news and notes from around the MLB. The Braves are rocking stuff and doing doing well. Um, the Washington Nationals have caught caught lightning in a bottle, if you will, outside of tonight. You guys have been streaking and playing exceptionally well. Um, as the season, as the clock turns um, and we get, you know, to fall ball, I wanted to kind of check the temperature and see what you guys feel about the season as as it unfolds. And I know we spend a lot of time, you know, jabbing the Yankees, myself included. I'm a Yankee fan, but Barry's not here. Uh, and so, I mean, if you want to, you know, poke the Yankees,
1: do do, do you.
2: If not, we could talk other, other, other aspects of MLB. But, Thomas, I'll I come to you first, sir. Uh, the clock is about to strike September, so you know what that means. Fall is in the air, um, which means that fall classic is going to be here before we know it, man. Tell me how you feel about the baseball season and what you expect coming on the stretch of 30-some odd games left.
3: So, tears just took me to Philadelphia with freeway, Philadelphia free. Um, you know, now this dude took me on the highway and drove me all the way to Georgia. So now I'm transitioning to the Godfather of Soul. If you don't know who he is, just stay tuned. The song where... I uh, 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 I feel good. Uh, uh, Was it? I feel nice, like your wrist a Yes, yes. I feel good. Uh, uh, so good. Uh, I got you? Uh, 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 oh. Oh. Real, real good, real good. Um, the funny part about it is, is Catherine finally made a statement and says, "This is a disaster." Wait, no, really, <laughs> really, yo, this can't get no funnier. This. Is like Kevin Hart and Mike Heps having like a cap session, like they're going at each other, like this is hilarious. Now, the worst part about it is I know people that know Cashman. so it's like I don't wanna see him get out there but I think he is for sure gonna be gone this season. If he sticks around, I think the Bronx may blow up for real. Um, I don't know if Boone or Cashman hang on to this job, but the way that this season has come to an end, everybody's even talking, even Carlos Rodon came on and spoke about how bad it is and he's like all we gotta do is put our nose to the ground and just keep going. This is all we do. we gotta do. The best of what we got. I know he was trying to be somewhat motivational, but it's 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 bad. Like they're not hitting. They're, the pitching staff is giving up runs. They they people are expecting to beat the Yankees now. Before it was like you gear up to play the Yankees and beat them, and you're happy that you knocked them off. Now it's like let's push these guys over. Like they are the new AL East. Oakland Athletics, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that right now. I'm calling them the Oakland A's of the uh, American League East because we've never seen them be a pushover at this point in time in the season for 28 years. Since 95 was the last time the Yankees have looked like this at the, you know, the pinnacle of the season where everybody started trying to run to get their uh, postseason markings. And they're not in it. We spoke about it a couple of times on uh, what well, Mike said it all, saying, The city of New York will be shut down, closed due to baseball reasons, and I I think at the end of September that is a fact at this point in time, unless the Yankees go on some significant run and catch that third spot wild card, which I doubt, unless they really start hitting, unless the pitching starts coming around. It's been so much stuff uh, from, you know, the incident in the clubhouse with the pitcher, to Judge and his his uh, ligament issue in his foot, to Donaldson being out all the money that they're giving them uh, its a total disarray in the city. So, well, at least on the Bronx side of things, the the city, let me just say the city because the Mets ain't out of the woods either. Like they're picking up a win here a win there, but they are still getting clobbered and battered. Uh, They had an interesting game with the Braves the other day, but I I mean, so what? Like they, they can't make up any ground. And for the people that they did have there in a calendar year, for them to lose players to, New York is not exciting at this point in time for baseball, but for people that have been under the thumb of the Yankees, and I'm a a disgruntled fan for all of the years that they used to pick on us, beat us, and I used to hear it every single day. Now that they're losing, you don't even know how the evil empire of the Yankees fandom ain't even talking baseball. They don't want to talk baseball. Y'all heard Barry the past three or four weeks. barry been pushing us away from the topic. Don't want to talk baseball. And every year, y'all know Barry talking raw Yankee baseball. Like, beautiful stuff. Like, and this is the parody across the board in the league that I like. I'm glad that a team like the Orioles is actually fighting back and not sitting there in the middle of the pack and just falling apart or the Rays are showing their consistency in the AL East from – the past couple of seasons too till this year too and making it a, a fun race in hell. The Blue Jays are playing exceptionally well too and, and the Red Sox are doing their own little damage, even though they're in fourth place, but they're above five hundred. They everybody is no longer looking at the Yankees like they, they're Popeyes with the spinach. Like they like, man, there's no leaves in the ground for them to get spinach. We're gonna punch them all in their face. So it's beautiful to see the parody, at least across the AL East and the league has, you know, gotten better and different in different areas, different teams, different uh divisions, and all of the races, well, well, not all of them, but majority of the races have gotten tight. The Braves got their situation locked in the NL East, but everywhere the NL Central is tight. The NL West is interesting. Um, The Astros have definitely tightened their situation up in the AL West, and, of course, the Twins will keep you at the edge of your seat. Even if they're playing exceptional, they still got the Guardians and now the Tigers are picking it up, too. But it's an interesting race, nevertheless, in every division except the NL East. That's it.
2: Yeah, man. it's 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 been, quote, unquote, a disaster, if you was, as a Yankee fan. Cashman came out and said that today. And, you know, offline, we we spoke about it in a, in a group thread and, to, to, to no one's surprise, all of us was like, no, you know, expletives. I mean, it, it, it's been a disaster. Um, and you, you know, post something very interesting and Harvey, I, I'm going to kick it to you and then you can parlay that into whatever you feel. Um, do so you think Cashman survives? Um, you know, I mean, everybody is, 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 is due a bad year, a bad, uh, a bad day at the office, a bad week. Um, and so, I, I, I guess for all intents and purposes, this is been the, the Yankees' bad year, if you will. Um, do you think he survives and makes it to spring training
1: um, in, in, in February, or is, is he blown out? No, but I think they'll do it in a classy way. I think it'll be a, a deal where he is reassigned within the organization if he wants it. Uh, but I think they're going to uh, move on from him as a general manager. And You know, it's funny because it's a tradition uh, to give you – I read a couple of things today that really jump out to me. The first one is I've had a nine-game losing streak, but the Yankees became the Yankees in like 1913. Before that, they were the Highlanders. So we're talking about 110 years. Never had 10-game losing streak. I think they've lost nine before, but never lost 10. So they're on the verge of making history, the kind of history I like to see. Uh, The Yankees make second of all They have not had a losing season Since 1992 So 31 plus years Now of course they had the four out of five world series They won another one in 2009 They hadn't won Another one since then It's going to be the longest drought this franchise has had uh, Without a world series Uh, But that being said and it's a long road back. This is a division of killers in this d- division. Even Boston, who a lot of people thought were down, uh, they're doing okay. Uh, Baltimore is on the come-up. They just got to get some more pitching. Uh, Tampa just finds a way to put it together every year. And Toronto's got some good subs in that lineup. So this is not an easy division. I think, barring a miracle, I think three, to th- three of the divisions in baseball are fairly locked up. Obviously, anything can change. But I think the Braves are pretty sitting pretty in the East. I think the Dodgers have jumped out to a big enough lead in the West, and I think uh, I just don't think that anybody in the AL Central has what they need to challenge the Twins. So I think those teams are going to be safe. Uh, I think that the interesting thing to watch for are the races in these other divisions. Uh, you got Tampa and Baltimore with Toronto trying to creep up in that uh, AL East. Uh, We talk about Houston closing the gap, but, man, there has not been a team hotter in baseball right now over the last 20 games than the Seattle Mariners. Julio Rodriguez has caught fire and is showing you why he was rookie of the year last year. Uh, But this team is really playing some good ball. They did it last year. They just started earlier. But they are within, I don't know, a game and a half or within a game or so of Houston and within three of Texas, and Texas has picked the wrong time to go in a tailspin. Yeah, swept by Milwaukee. They're on a five-game losing streak. So, uh, And these other two teams right behind them are playing good ball. So that's going to be a very interesting division. You also, in the third division, uh, that's still very much up for grabs. you got three teams really in contention in that NL Central. So uh, with Milwaukee, Chicago, and Cincinnati. And then, you know, keep a lookout because those two teams plus San Francisco – Uh, Arizona possibly, Philly, and the Marlins are all in contention for that wild card spot and then going uh, for those three wild card spots. And then in the other league, you got Tampa if they don't catch Baltimore. You got two teams in that east, maybe three, plus uh, the two teams that don't win the west, all in contention for those three wild card spots over there. So the postseason race, Uh, It should be a lot of fun in baseball. uh, One of the other things that jumps out to me right now, serious, and I I believe this wholeheartedly. I've said this on this network multiple times. uh, The White Sox made a smart move. The owner came in and cleaned house. He's going to keep the manager because he's only been around for one year, but they are just missing uh, Rick Hahn as general manager, Ken Williams, former White Sox guy who's kind of the architect on putting that roster together and won the World Series in 2005 but I said on this network that I think Chicago needs to figure out who their core pieces are and rebuild. I think that's what they're going to do. And I also said that I don't think that Rick Hahn and Ken Williams should be the ones that are the architects of this rebuild. And that has come to fruition too. So a complete reset um, on the South side of Chicago right there. Um, and Hey, listen, the Cubs are playing some pretty good ball. Um, so, you know, that, that ran took the pressure a little bit over there, uh, but You're right. Nationals played pretty well lately. A lot of these kids are growing up. The Mets have been pretty hot lately, too, even though it's in a spoiling situation. But the Braves did beat them last night and are winning fairly uh, convincingly tonight. And one player, real quick, I I talk about Braves players from time to time, uh, but one player I want to give a shout to is Marcelo Zuna. That guy, in the first two months of the year, couldn't get his average up over 100. Um, And now he has been scorching hot for a while. Um, And so Marcel Zuna, former Marlin, former Cardinal for a year, uh, really holding it down in the middle of that Braves order, now up to 27 home runs helping that offense go. So uh, shout out to Marcel and what they're able to do there. So those are my initial thoughts on baseball as a whole.
2: I appreciate it. Good, sir.
1: You know, good,
2: good stuff as always. Um it, it, it it's wild looking at how the the season is unfolding, you know, who would have thought that, you know, as you sit here on the twenty third of August that uh the Yankees, the Angels, um the Houston Astros and, and and the premier blue blood of of the sport or whatever would be either out of it or, or fighting for contention, the the twins are winning the division right now, which is which is which is you know, unheard of in, in, in today's day and age, but they're doing the damn thing. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies are back in the thickest things, even the National League. Hold on a second, sir. Hold
3: on a second.
2: The Twins, here they shoot the Twins. Here they shoot the Twins. For as long as we've been around, you know, the Twins have not really been playing good ball. They got the players. But right now, as we currently sitting here on the 23rd of August, they are leading the division. When we did our preseason picks, you know what I'm saying, nobody in their right mind had the Minnesota Twins in this position. I would dare say they exceeded expectations. Now, again, do what you got to need to get there. You know, clap your hands. Nobody took the Boston Red Sox, not the Boston but the Baltimore Orioles, win that division. But right now, they are sitting head and shoulders, above the the, the, the the AL East right now, you know what I'm saying? The Tampa Bay Rays are right behind them, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to this baseball stuff, I give credit where well, credit is due, and I lean on the shoulders of those that, you know, study it and know a little bit more. But I do know this. I did not pick the Minnesota Twins to be where they're at. I don't even think you picked the Minnesota Twins to be where they're at. Oh. In-ring and say today, they're four and half, four and a half games
3: up on, on on the Guardians right now for the division. But that's what my factor down for that. Um, you didn't pick them because you don't like me. We we go at it. That that's that's just simple and plain math. Um, this that's team has won the again, division sir. a ton. Wait, wait, you said they're not. You said the Twins have won a division a couple of times. Matter of fact, I'm worried about Mike's Braves at this point in time because they are on a a frantic run on breaking the home run record, which is held by the Minnesota twins that happened in 2019. The Bomba squad hit 307. I think, well, it depends on what they did today. I think they are at like, I, I know they're missing it by like 68. They needed 68 as I've seen today. They need 68 home runs from now to the end of the season to catch the twins. That twins team in 2019, not only, have the home run record, but they also won a division two at that point in time. So don't get your boots smoked because I will really start history digging and you will be collapsed. Just like the way you was talking about Tom Brady and we had to get you you know the ambulance and, and call for help. That. So don't, I, don't, listen, hey, I, 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 I really start I smoking your boots. I, I really start smoking your boots. I really do it. I'll do it like, like, um I, I Sports City, I really get y'all to go back into the that back in the time when I first met Sirius and he was talking junk to one of my, my former hosts out there in Canada named Cooper Harris. And he was like, we going to smoke the Jets boots. We going to smoke the Jets boots. I'm like, oh, word. what? Okay. So then so they we had a show right you after the what? game. Guess what happened? This dude came in here and you know said, what? I don't want to talk about it. I'm just here to, I don't get fired. I don't want to talk about it. So I don't, don't want to do this to him. Okay? So, so this is what I mean,
2: happened. I don't know if you don't talk about do this. this. You know what? Uh, you're making bro. me nervous. Got, you're got,
3: nervous.
2: You're making me nervous. I got, I, I got something to say. What do I want to say
3: about that? You I, know I'm one to send the Christmas soup. You you know the one that started that Christmas soup. You you know I'm the one that gave you your, your spoon or cookie soup a couple of times. Don't do I'm, it. It makes me nervous. You do. That's why you smile smiling. First great picture day. Look at him.
2: <laughs> Yo, shout out to the homie Cooper Harris. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, man. Shout out to that dude, man. I'd have to that. But I digress. My point still remains, man. I did not expect the, the Minnesota Twins and the Baltimore Orioles to be leading the division respectively and everything else kind of. It's falling the place. Nobody, I expected the Atlanta Braves to be good. Um, I expected the Milwaukee Brewers to be decent. And obviously, the Dodgers are 11 and a half games up. So um, the, the, this MLB postseason um, race is, is going to heat up pretty good, and I can't wait to sit back and and kind of watch it and, and see how it unfolds. Um, but before we move on, you definitely got to pay some bills. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show and a lot of other shows here on the Sports season at the Network. Open, gentlemen. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co.
0: That's phiapparel.co.
2: Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last.
1: Real quick to so all Definitely. The fans, if you need a team to root for in October, uh, you know, check out co promo code chefs at checkout, and, and get yourself a, a Bryce Harper or Philly jersey, or just think of any player on that team that you would like to have seen uh, wearing pinstripes, and get a Philly jersey with their name on it to support our sponsor and keep listening and root for them in the playoffs.
2: Okay, yeah, so shout out to PHI Apparel for, for, for sponsoring this show. And what my man just said, um, I I, yeah, don't don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. that. If you're a Philly fan, rock with the Philly, do what you gotta do, but if you're a Yankee fan, don't, 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 don't don't do that, man. You know, I I should say.
1: I'm trying to help our sponsors, man, trying to help our sponsors. Uh, I'm trying to help Yankee fans have a really interesting October. I'm trying to help everybody in this, man. Listen, call me the philanthropist today.
2: Well, sir, 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 don't nothing make Yankees fans more angry than, you know, rocking other team stuff. Like, I, come on, my guy. come on. You know what? No, here's the thing. Keep on talking. I have James Greenwood put on an Atlanta Braves on a Cuyah jersey and take your whole squad. I'm going to get the curse No, that's on. not allowed. No, no, no.
1: Okay, I'll take it back. I'm, I'll take it back. Okay, you're I'm yeah, going to get the curse on we
2: good?
1: <laughs> I don't want Greenwood anywhere near my squad.
2: <laughs> switching gears, my guy. switching gears. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about some basketball here. Um, A lot is going on right now in the association, and I haven't been on uh, since uh, the James Harden thing went, went went down in the manner in which it did, so I, I, I didn't know if you guys spoke about it, but I definitely wanted to get you guys' opinion on it. Uh, The Philadelphia 76ers have fined, speaking of Philadelphia, have fined James Harden um, $100,000 for his comments regarding Daryl Morey. Uh, The the NBA Players Association has came out and and backed him and defended him. Um, And I have some strong opinions about it, but before I open my foot and, you know, open my mouth and put my foot in my mouth, if you will, um, I wanted to hear what you guys have to say about it. Harvey, I'll come to you first, sir. Um, James Harden, this marriage is getting messy and is going to end in a collision somewhere where um, nobody gets out, you know, unscathed, if you will. Um, do you agree with the fine first and foremost? Subsequently, do you also agree with the NBA Players Association kind of defending him Uh, What do you stand on this whole James Harden thing?
1: So once you start airing out grievances in public and you start bashing somebody in public, you're pretty much saying, I don't really care anymore. There's no reconciliation. I'm not trying to. Uh, Because once you start airing out dirty laundry in public, it's really hard to ever take the stink out. Right, So uh, that being said, he exercise, uh, they exercised the right on that contract. He was hoping for a trade, uh, but technically they are still his employer. Uh, so does he have the right to speak out against his employer if he wants to? Um, sure he does. But if they're paying you or they're the one writing your checks and you speak out against them, They also have the right to levy a fine. Do I think it's excessive? Do I think, uh, you know, uh, know, I'm I'm not sure that, you know, I had to really sit down and and look at it. Um, The Players Association, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to go to bat for their players and represent them um, in grievances with the clubs and or against the owners and that kind of thing. So I think the Players Association are doing their job. I think mean, the uh, 76ers are doing what they felt like they needed to uh, for his uh, regards of whether they were true or not for his uh, disrespectful comments about about you know a higher up in their organization. Um, and I'm not saying he should have, shouldn't have said it if that's how he feels, but I am saying that like if you do say it um, and you know that these are right now until they trade you or whatever else. If you do say it, you have to understand that they have the right to uh, levy consequences against you. Uh, And the Players Association, they're going to represent him and either try to get it lowered or erased. And once again, that's what they're supposed to do. So at least they're coming to bat for him. But, you know, to me, you know, we, we were just talking about baseball. Some of the guys that came from the White Sox or some guys that came from New York, Well, they got other places, they spoke about the lack of transparency and/or just the 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 lack of a uh, the the chaos, uh, you know, in that clubhouse or in those environments, and basically spoke about uh, all the things that they didn't like about what was going on in the organization. I feel like that maybe. Um, if he had waited until something happened or until he got moved and then he had come out and come out and spoken about it, you know, maybe there would have been less um, of a right for them to levy fines against him. But yeah, I mean, there's just certain things you, you can't do. And if you're going to do, you have to face consequences. And the players, the players association is doing what they're supposed to do and backing the players.
2: All right, I mean, I, I can respect it. I can respect it. TP, I, I, I'll come to you, sir. Um, you know, James Harden, you know, you and I have spoken at, at, at length about um, this particular player. You know, the latest, the latest uh, turn of events has uh, him seeing a $100,000 fine um, from the Philadelphia 76ers due to comments, the NBA PA. um if you will, is kind of uh, filing a grievance over that and kind of backing Harden. What side of the the fish do you fall on, sir, uh, as it pertains to this, James Harden's recent development?
3: So now, Sirius took me from Philadelphia to Atlanta, Georgia. Now he brought me back home. He brought me to the New York area, tri-state area. I'm back home. There's a group out of Westchester, New York, the city of Yonkers, named the locks featuring little Kim. And the name of the song is called money, power, respect. The key to life is money, power, respect. You're coming after his money for what? A hundred thousand dollars to a guy that's making $36 million a year. What is that? That's, that's a hundred dollars to us. Like, Like, yeah, we don't want to give you $100, but we got to give it if it's a fine and if you get bigger, so on and so forth. It's not going to hurt him. That makes the whole situation worse, that he's going to want to get out of there. As soon as he gets out there, he's going to spill the beans like crazy. It it makes no sense. And this power situation I'm talking about with the money, power, respect, that's the power of the people upstairs and front office management, so on and so forth. That's why they pulled the trigger, because basically Maury has no backbone in this situation, because more people, I think, well, let me not say I think more people gravitate more toward James Harden than they do Daryl Morey. And um, it's only gotten worse. They try to get people to trust this process. I don't even think Philadelphia fans even want to hear the word process anymore, especially with having a guy like Ben Simmons walk out the door, especially with having James Harden walk out the door, and it's all really been front office issues. Um, I really feel for both sides of the fence. One, I feel for Philadelphia because – I'm an underdog guy. Like, I like to see the underdog come back and win or win a game where you think they ain't going to do it. And Philadelphia is that type of blue-collar city that people always, you know, say they're they're a hardworking city, but can they do it? And when you see them go through the process, you're like, well, damn, they're putting it together. Are they going to get it done? And it, it just fell to shambles. And then looking at the organization, it's like you guys put a lot of trust into a guy. That has shown that he's the Grinch. If he's not settled, he's gonna mess things up. Um, the only place I give him credit was the way that Sam Presty messed that thing up in Oklahoma City. I don't think that was fair for the Thunder and the fans for them to get rid of him after his second or third season there, and they they looked like they were gonna be off and running. That was to me. I called them Chris and Neap, the way they was the young guns, but nevertheless, that broke up and they had to like regroup and figure themselves out, but. They both got history being James Harden and Maury. I, I don't know how they turn this thing around for the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know what team is going to trust James Harden at this point in time, whether you really going to beat him Los Angeles, where he could go back home and be around all of the Cali guys, at like Kawhi and Russ and PG, so they go all be the, the L.A. boys, basically, well, San Diego, too, out there balling together in there, trying to bring one back for the Clippers. I, I would not appease that at all. I'd rather keep that, you know – the way that we could like they normally do we'll get you out of here but we're not gonna give you the team that you want to be at and and that be that but for them to find him and still keep him there and knowing that you guys are basically a month away because september's right here october's coming so we're basically a month away a month and change for you know things to start going basketball wise for them this is a mess at the wrong part of time of the year um And then I look at Joel Embiid. It's like, this dude had an MVP and everything fell to crap right in front of him. Right in front of him. What what do Philly do now? I I think they're going to be worse than what they were last year with all of this going on right now. Uh, It's it's sad, both sides of the fence.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can respect it. I I mean, again, my my opinion about James Harden is is well documented and understood. Um, However, I happen to agree with him here, you know. Um, this is just him being very, very frustrated and upset. Very, very frustrated and upset. And, you know, he didn't say anything, um, you know, pocket. You know, he just, he called Daryl a liar, um, you know, which leads me to believe that there were conversations and understandings that were had between both parties. One party did not hold up his end of the deal um, so, you know, he was dishonest. He was lying about, he was lied to. Um, so again, I, I understand where James Harden is. I understand where James Harden's mindset was. Um, and he asked to be, to be dealt and to be moved, um, quietly, you know, essentially he didn't, he, he didn't, he, he didn't get nothing, you know, and this is the James Harden cycle, if you will, you know, this is what he did when he was in Houston. This is what he did when he was in Brooklyn. Uh, now he's doing it again in Philadelphia. And again to T P's point, you know, Joel Embiid is an innocent bystander right here. You know, he won an M V P. He's trying he was trying to, to lead his team, you know, back to the Eastern Conference Finals and Central Columbia Finals uh, appearance and at this point I'm not too sure they 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 they, they they make it into, lots of them big enough to make it to a plan, but, you know, I, there's so much turmoil surrounding the Philadelphia so 76 basketball team um, that it's going to be, in my opinion, an, an issue as as they get to camp, because as TP alluded to, we're about a month away from from training camp. Um, and, you know, he has no intention of, of pursuing up a plan for them. And they honestly don't want him in the building. Like, I, I expect Boston to be better. I expect Milwaukee to be better. Um, I expect the Nets with a full uh, off season and, and, and a full training camp with, with their new people to be significantly better. I think the Miami Heat, you know, are going to take a step in the right direction. Um, the New York Knicks are going to the New York Knicks. So I, I'm not too sure uh, where the Philadelphia San Centers fall um, as it pertains to the Eastern conference. I think the Pacers may end up being better this year. Um, so there's, there's a lot of teams that I expect to be significantly better in the Eastern Conference. Um, and then you've got the Southern Citrus team that is that is scrambling right now and, and, and trying to find its identity. Um, and, and Nick Nurse is sitting here wondering, like, what the heck did I sign myself up for? You know, I, I, I came here with the understanding that I could potentially coach you know, James Harden and Joel Embiid and, and, and get them to um, play some type of two-man game and, and get these to, to, the, to the next level. Uh, because, again, let, let's keep it a buck. The path to the NBA Finals is a little bit easier in the Eastern Conference than it is in the Western Conference. So, you know, catch a couple of luck, catch a couple of guys on a bad day, um, and you can sit back there in the three seed like you were a season ago. Um, and then Nick Nurse being a defensive-minded coach and having, you know, won an NBA Finals not too long ago um, may be able to, you know, sprinkle some something nice on it and, and get them over the hump. But you, you, you're you not going in the training camp without the, your starting point guard. You're not going in the training camp without one of the integral calls of your team that could potentially lead you to, you know, something in the regular season. Um, so this situation is going to get worse before it gets better. And, again, as as somebody who is a James Harden um, naysayer, if you will, uh, unfortunately I'm kind of here for it. Um, Speaking of uh, basketball, man, this FIFA World Cup um, situation is off and going. Team USA looks like they're rolling and rolling, but there are some formidable opponents in um, the way as they get ready to, 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 to tee it up here in a couple of days. Um, I'm not too sure if you guys have been following it, but um, Anthony Edwards is really putting on a display, and I always knew that guy could play, um, but watching what he's doing right now for Team USA um, is nothing short of spectacular, um, so I'm, I'm proud of him, but TP, I'll come back to you, sir. Um, I know you've caught some of it, but um, what's your take on this, this USA basketball team as they get ready uh, for the FIBA World Cup starting here in a couple of
3: days? So, uh, tears took me from Philadelphia to Georgia to New York, back to Georgia, and I'm calling Anthony Edwards the Pips. I really can't call him Gladys. I feel like that would be disrespectful. The song is the Midnight Train to Georgia, and this dude is the Midnight Train for real. Um, that 34-point barrage that he went on, and he, he didn't really shoot that many threes, but he was taking mid-range. He was getting to the rim, and boy, did he put dice in there, uh, the, the big man from the Celtics. He dunked on him vertical from the dotted and, and, and you wouldn't even think he would have got that high that far to glide to the rim. He got him good. And um, that might be one of the dunks of the, uh, you know, the FIBA games at this point in time. But the one thing that I'm loving about this uh, USA team right here is that you notice – Every team from Dream Team, one all the way up to the Redeem teams, everything. You got a bunch of stars. They're trying to make it happen, but they just are, you know, their personalities are so big they got to do what they have to do to make it happen. They can get into trouble. This team right here, they are so together. They are ready to move the ball. Nobody's like the, the black hole. Like, I right, give me the ball, I'm going to go crazy. Like, like Anthony's joint, with the way that he went crazy, it was like, the game was coming to him like that. It wasn't like, can we ever give me the ball? The game was flowing right to him, fast racing, everything. And, and they are having a gang of a time and having a lot of fun. And, um, uh, this is the togetherness that USA needs to have. And, um, I think the lone team that they're waiting to play is Canada. Cause Canada has a ton of guns up there right now too. But if these teams aren't loaded like the U S right now, they, they're going to slaughter them unless U S gets, you know, caught snoozing. And then, uh, Another team takes advantage of them, but I I think the only team that's going to really give them hell would be Canada. Other than that, um, they should be bringing gold back. Um, and in barring any you know bug, I don't want to say the word, but I know Carmel will hear me. Please leave us alone because I don't want that to happen. But you know, other than that, I, I think USA is playing strong. Brunson is playing well. Cam Johnson is is hitting. Uh, Halliburton is doing well. Also, Austin Reeves is definitely making a name for himself the Lakers is to be glad he signed that contract early. Cause if he did, did this performance after, I mean, before the contract was signed, he'd have had more to go to the table with, <clears throat> but all in all, the U S is putting it together. Well, and shout out to Steve Kerr for him to get this talent to work together at the right point in time.
2: Let me ask you this question as a follow-up and Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you next next summer. You know, we got the Olympics. Um, I believe it's in Paris. If my memory serves me correctly, um you know those the olympics is where the the, the bigger stars tend to go lebron KD, right. and all of them um do you foresee you know anthony edwards and some of the guys that are on this this FIFA world cup team making the olympic roster um and kind of challenging these guys to 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 for, for plan time based off of what they've done this this upcoming this, this summer
3: He's running oh, mm-hmm.
2: uh, I'm gonna come to uh, I'm gonna go to team and then you can follow it up with Mr. Harvey.
3: Okay, sounds good. I, I think so because the, the reason being, uh this is the new wave of the NBA. Like LeBron is going into what, season twenty one? Like no, like I I know he's gonna probably try and give it one more go, that'll be his last run and what his his you know, personality don't eat up that whole roster but you know. I feel like there's way more young talent potential that the world needs to see other than what we've seen out of LeBron for two decades. And however many teams he's been on in the USA, we've always seen it. So I think a lot of the big things that we're used to are going to start to settle down. I think LeBron is probably the only one that has his spot solidified, but there's definitely a ton of talent right now that's doing it on the FIBO stage that rightfully so will earn their way. And these guys are big contract guys that, are being seen across the board. So, I I think uh, they're fine. If they compete, it's going to be one wild uh, tryout in Vegas. Mr.
2: Harvey, same question to you. If you want to speak about the current FIBA basketball team and then kind of parlay that into what we could potentially see
1: uh, next
2: summer, you know, in the Olympics in Paris, man. Talk to me about it.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, basketball is a team sport, and these guys are – uh, get getting the field, there's something to be said for some togetherness. I think that you will see some more players um, from the United States and from some of these other countries maybe play on the Olympic stage that are not playing this year. Um, however, to T.P. point, guys like LeBron and Kevin Durant, some of these guys are getting a little long in the tooth, so it is time to start thinking more and more about this next wave of talent, I think this is very good for Anthony Edwards getting some extra experience uh, because, you know, he did kind of struggle late on a postseason stage, but it happens to a lot of people the first time they ever ever get there. So, um, no, I I think that you will definitely see some faces on this team, on the Olympic team, and I think that some of the faces on this team will be uh, a bigger and bigger part of United States basketball. Um, on the international scene as we continue to move forwards.
2: Yeah, man, I actually agree with both of what you said. I mean, I honestly think that LeBron James and Kevin Durant, um, you know, Steph and, you know, those guys want to play, then I have a hard time keeping them off. But I, I like what I've seen out of Anthony Ellis. I like what I've seen out of, out of Jaron Jackson. I, I I like what I've seen out of a couple of these guys, you know, Brunson is, is, is the guy who's been able to kind of solidify the starting point guard position. And again, I don't think Austin Reeves is going go, um, to go to Paris because then again, who he's going to kick off. But um, I definitely think Anthony Edwards has, has earned his his spot, especially with how he, how he's playing, you know, but, you know, who who knows who gets hurt. You know, I always wanted to see Zion on that bigger stage and if he's able to give us the full, you know a full season he he might be a guy who gets the call um I don't want to see kevin love and and those type of older 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 guys on on the stage, but um, it's gonna be fun man i mean, i I like where the u s a basketball it, it, that you know um they kind of built themselves into a little bit of a culture, and you all alluded to the camaraderie and the and the togetherness and the way these guys have jailed um so Next next year, man, as, as, as the tryouts and stuff commence, you know, if we start to see uh, who's you know opted in and who you know chose to opt out for obvious reasons. It, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Call the number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Los Angeles sports TV chefs, man. Before we get out of here, man, I have to talk about the recent development with, with Jonathan Taylor. Um, we've all seen it. Um. He was given a deadline to, to find a suitable trade partner. We touched on it yesterday on the NFL free fall show. Uh, but again, he has, I believe, until Tuesday um, on a trade partner. He had Tuesday to find a trade partner, or I guess he's expected to suit up a play for Indianapolis Colts. Uh, six teams that have called to inquire um, about um, you know his services. Um, do you see him going anywhere or is this going to be another situation where he's just going to show up so he doesn't get fired, but not give his all to preserve himself or how do you see this one playing out? Mr. Harvey, I'll
1: start with you, sir. I think if he comes and plays, you got to kind of, you got to give it your all because you're still working for that next contract. Um, I, I'm curious to see how this is going to pan out. I still, as I said last night, I think the odds of him finding a trade partner are pretty low. I think it's in the Colts' best interest of the quarterback to bring him in. But, you know, I don't know where the guy's head's at. And, you know, it's him and, you know, Jacob said we've got to figure out an answer to because neither one of those teams appear to be anywhere close to a trade and they don't appear to be close to signing yet. So, um, you know, this is an interesting thing. I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times, just the running back position has become devalued, and it's kind of weird how, uh, you know, these guys who have put in a lot of good work, even though they're fairly young, are not getting paid right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I can respect it, man. I I think, you know, we we spent a, a good portion of yesterday. Uh, show on this, but with this recent development. Uh, T.P., I'll come to you, sir. Um, This is going to get messy, you know, and there are reports that um, he could be put on some type of, you know, do not come in list, but we'll still pay you. Kind of what they did to Deshaun Watson um, you know, that that particular year, uh, a couple years ago, you know, with the the Houston Texans, so I guess he gets the season accrued, but He's not around the building. He's not in the, he's not in, you know, kind of messing with the team, so to speak. So how do you foresee this playing out? Do you see him getting dealt before the Indianapolis quote self-imposed deadline, or do you see him staying there and playing that out?
3: I'm wishing on a star <laughs> to find out where you are. I'm uh, wishing on a dream. Yeah, if they could get him into Detroit, man, that's it. That's all we need. Is a I, I, I'm okay with Montgomery. I love Gibbs. If they can make him the third running back, that would be so awesome. I don't think that he gets dealt by Tuesday. I, that's what the wish is. I wish that they let him go. In it, don't even have to be Detroit. I'm just saying personally. Yes, I would love it. But don't keep him there disgruntled. Then he don't want to play. Then he look bad and then some team gets him and he's on a bad team and he and waste his talent. Stop doing this to people. Like, these are people at the end of the day. Ursa, you are ruining lives at the end of the day, and it's disgusting that you are a multimillionaire, probably a billionaire They could care less about the sport, care less about the people, care less about your fans, all you worried about is how this market sells in the middle of America, and we all know what the middle of America is all about. Don't make me dig into that treasure chest, cause boy, it'll get disgusting here. Cause I don't play around with them at all. But um, I would love to see him out by Tuesday. I don't think so. They're gonna keep him there until the a suitor finally pops up, where he really looks bad on the field, and they just have to force their hand and try to send him anywhere. But um. I think it's too short of a timetable from today being six days away from Tuesday for them to get something popping for him to go somewhere else. And especially on cut down day, because that's a cut down day for the whole NFL on the 29th too. So we, we'll see, but I, uh, I, I wish that he would be let go. Um, I would love for him to go to the Minton. That that would be a beautiful thing because you could have uh, Jefferson, uh, um, and and uh, Craig Reynolds, I, I'll give both of them up happily. Like, what? I'm, I'll go over there and help them pack and, and sing The Witch is Dead from A Wizard of Oz. Like, man, you can have it. I'm <laughs> for real. And I'm dead serious. But, um, no, nah, I I don't think uh, Colts are going to pull that trigger. They're just basically showing their power that we got more power than you at this point in time. And you're at our will, our mercy, whenever we want to pull the trigger. And it's it's disgusting.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I honestly don't think that he gets dealt, but obviously a couple of teams have, you know, surfaced as, you know, as we always do at possible landing spots. Um, one of them is the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. Another squad that has been linked to them, so to speak, um, is the Minnesota Vikings and then the Miami Dolphins. Um, of those three teams, man, um which team do you think is the better fit? Um, or if you want to throw somebody else in there, um, you know, looking at our crystal ball, so to speak, which team do you think is the better fit for Jonathan Taylor? My, my co-worker said the Baltimore Ravens, and I about snapped them in the head. But we'll talk about
3: that later. That's for me?
2: Yes, sir. My bad, my bad.
3: Yeah, that's for you. Okay. Um, all three are suitable. Um, the best fit for him would be Kansas City. But um, he would instantly, if he went to Minnesota, he would instantly start. Uh, I think he's definitely the best running back out of the core. Then um, if he went to Miami, I think that'll definitely help Miami because they don't really have a strong starter at the running back position. And I think he could end up going down there starting instantly too. But I think he would have to learn a lot more because that's gonna be a pass-first offense with Tyreek and Waddle out there going crazy. So. I think for him, which I don't want to see because we played them week one, I don't want to see him in Kansas City because you don't want to give Mahomes another gun, and that's a shotgun. And um, Minnesota, that's right here in NFC North, so I got to deal with him directly. And the Dolphins, uh, I, I think that helps protect Tua. You know, that will help him not only just sit back there and try to launch the ball with no protection, but, you know, a lot of those boxes will be worried about trying to stop Taylor instead of just pinning their ears back coming after Tua. Especially with his uh, injury history, so all three are uh, notable suitors. I like the three that you mentioned, but there's it, a no-brainer. If he went to Kansas City, that it feel like you're cheating. But um, Minnesota and, and Kansas City would be the teams that I feel like he would go right in and have an impact.
2: Okay, I feel I feel it, Mr. Harvey. Uh, back to you, sir. Yeah. Um, you, heard, you heard the three teams I mentioned. If you wanted to throw somebody else in there, who you think maybe a
1: better fit? Um, Go on, talk to me. Yeah, so i look at Kansas City. I don't see how that can work long-term. I can see how it worked this year, but you got the kid Pacheco who looked really good last year. They do have some weapons in the running game. I do think he's an upgrade over any of them, but I don't know how it works long-term. It'd be nice for this season. You know, you could push for a ring. I can see Minnesota with Dalvin Cook being gone. Uh, you know, I don't think that I'm not – sure how sold they are on Alexander Madison um, and what they have on that team. Uh, I do think Miami would be a good fit for the reasons TP just said, taking some heat off Tua. They do have some decent running backs there, but I mean, he upgrades every room that he goes into, so uh, I could see any of those teams working. uh, You know, I know Miami's been trying to build an all-star squad uh, here, so I could see that. You know, our, our Another name that I feel like will surface as we get a little bit closer, uh, I still think is another name that we heard in the Dalvin Cooks talks, and I think we could very well hear Buffalo's name mentioned in here again. We've talked about Josh Allen doing so much in that running game and them not really having running backs that they are uh, are sold on. We'll see. You know, what James Cook does between year one and year two. But I'd be surprised if uh, before this season gets kicked off, if if you don't hear the Buffalo Bills as a possible contender. And then keep an eye out to see, man. Like, football is a very physical sport. You could see, God forbid, I hope it doesn't happen, but you could see somebody get banged up. at the running back position at training camp, and if a team is not – Confident in what they have left, then you could see a team reach a little bit, or you know, try to, you know, move whatever, whatever rocks they have to to try to bring in Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but I could see those three things mm-hmm. and I think Buffalo uh, is a very good fit uh, for him as well. And then just real quick, sort of glancing around the league, we don't know what the Raiders are going to do. They're not going to pay Josh Jacobs, it appears. Uh, so that's a possibility of a team that that could possibly use him. Um, but I think the, the three teams plus Buffalo are the best for.
2: That, that, that Raiders thing doesn't make any sense because if you're not going to pay Jonathan Taylor, why are you going to trade a first-round draft pick and then have to pay um, – I mean, you, again, they're not going to pay Josh Jacobs, so why would you risk of draft, you know, giving up a first-round draft pick and having to pay Jonathan Taylor? That doesn't make any sense. It,
1: it, it doesn't. Uh, at all and, I mean the, the only thing I can think of You still got to have a running back And so maybe if somebody in that office Really fell in love with the player uh, We've seen the Raiders do Things that made even less sense than that Over the course of their history So I, I don't think it's a good fit Or it's anything likely But I'm just saying like uh, Anything could happen But I, I think the three teams you mentioned Plus Buffalo are the four most probable fits In the unlikely event That a trade has found
2: yeah, I, I, I think honestly, if, you know, for for the Raiders and and those other teams, you 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 have some cheaper options. Uh, Lenny Fournette is still unsigned. Kareem Hunt is still unsigned, um, and you still keep your first round draft pick. Um, so I I think this I think John Taylor is going to have to suit up for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think, like we all alluded to, that he's going to find. Um, a suitable trade partner, although I wish he really would. Uh, I'm, I'll keep it above which I wish he would because I want to see this man get his get his paper. I want to see this man get on a situation where he's able to succeed as long as he's not against Pittsburgh. Um, with that being said, gentlemen, we are telling the show. I want to thank you guys uh, for rocking with me tonight, man. Shout out to the big, big villain. Uh, enjoy the time really with, your, with your family, but before we get out of here, uh, Mr. Harvey, give us a plug and a close eye as we shut it
1: down, son. Hey, y'all know how we do it in Sports City, man. Check out our website, sportscitychefs.com. Blogs, websites. Got your food, more things on the way. We're going to continue to ramp up and get hot and heavy as we get into football season, as we start to wrap up uh, baseball and get into what T.P. calls the Burr Months. Uh, You'll be getting more and more content from us. Don't forget, during the week, 9 p.m. Eastern time, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights, Tuesday, the NFL front office show. You're listening to the Cars Cookout right now, and on Thursday nights, we got Roundtable Gumbo. Bring the Spice. Hopefully, my co-host, Chandler, will be back in the saddle with me tomorrow night. So we'll see what happens there. And then T.P. and I, on Sunday mornings, anybody else that stops by with us, 11 a.m. Eastern time, for the timeless Sunday morning brunch where we recap everything that's going on, on the weekend, set the table for Sunday action and what's coming up in the week ahead in sports. So we got all your talk callers. Always welcome to call in, be part of our show, and just continue to check us out. Don't forget about Co. And remember... On any of our articles, like, it helps us subscribe to any of our uh, podcast episodes so you never miss an episode. can also listen to us on all your smart speaker devices and everything as well. And don't forget at PHIApparel.co, use, use that promo code chef at checkout for 15% off for all your Yankees fans that want to have somebody to root for in October. Uh, that being said, until next time, man, serious nice job behind the ones and the twos again. Much love to you, TP, all the rest of the chefs out there as well. And until tomorrow night, we'll be speaking to you again. laissez le bon temps <laughs> bouleh
2: Thank you, Mr. Harvey, man. It's a privilege and a pleasure to share the space with you, sir, as always. T.P. Tomlin's man. It wasn't your normal host, but that's per you We get it done, my guy. Give me a plug and a so and shut it down,
3: homie. Well, see, I'm kind of proud of Sirius, man. He came a long way, you know, like from, you know, all of that. You know, he here so he don't get fined. To you know, FedEx field incidents, you know, <laughs> to now, you know, and and and, and I'm I'm proud because you know he tried to start talking about my twins. I, I had to you know, put him in a high chair, put the bib around him, and, and say let me let me burp you, little dude. Let me burp you. You know what I'm saying? But so this this is what you should have did with Malik. So I got I gotta do this with my little brother, man. Come here, man. Put your put your head on my shoulder. Let me get you right. You know, but I'm proud of him because he did a good job here at the grill. Setting set things up the best way. I, I like the way he, Isaiah Thomas, his way through this. So, you know, I can't really think of no guards in Houston. I can Vernon Maxwell. I can't, I can't do this. And I'm like, no, I won't do that. But, but I'm proud of him. You know, he, he took me all around the world. So So, so I'm going to go back to Philly. People all over the world. Join hands for the love train, The love trade It's the OJ that y'all never, y'all never heard of OJs. I grew up off of that. My, my pops had us listening to everything on that doggone record. That is for sure. Uh, Sports City, stay tuned to everything that's going on, man. Uh, we are getting close to some football that's going to be taking flight Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think. I think Sunday, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we are getting that much closer to the bird month, as mentioned. I I feel it, man. I feel it. I'm, I'm nervous. Please don't. If you if you see me, you talk to me. Please don't talk about September 7th. I, I already got that like tattooed on my temple, like it's there. To know it, I'm, I'm already ready to cop the the New Jersey Saturday. I'm getting a, the authentic. I, I, I gotta, I got it. But it's just me twisting. I'm getting personal. You know, y'all making me shed a tear right now because it's, it's, it's happy thoughts. I got hit up today while one of my boys like. He ain't talked to me a couple months. He's like, "Yo, you guys are gonna have a big year." I'm like, "Don't say that already. He's like, stop. Leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Shame, shame, shame. Leave me alone." So, listen, once again, I had a great time with my little brother holding it down, hosting for sure. That's for real. To play for decent, he finally learned to cook with me, man. But on that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chef again. And if they don't know, now they know.
1: Yes, sir, sir. Thank
2: you so much, TP, man. It's a pleasure and a pleasure as always to share this space with you, my guy. Um, damn near 15 years and counting. <laughs> 15 years and counting, man. We're going to keep rolling. we going to keep rolling until Malik on this on this network doing the same fizzle. A little Thomas Jr. whenever he's in here or whatnot. It is what it is, man. Uh, with that being said, man, check us out, man. we on the website, man. Internet, Facebook, Twitter. Um, Instagram, man. We got TikTok. We're doing that thing now. Uh, com as my man, Mr. Harvey, alluded to uh, with, the, with the blogs and stuff. Uh, also, I said this yesterday, next Tuesday, right here on this very network, we will be uh, doing a live NFL fantasy football draft with about 10 to 12 different guys, man. So definitely... Uh, check that out, man. It's going to be real fun, man. We're going to talk some trash. There, there may be a couple you know, choice words. I got, I, I got the dump button ready, you know what I'm saying? After I, I, after I sniped Jamar Diaz from TP, man, it's going to be fun. I, I, I'm enjoying it, man. It's, it's, it's going to be fun, man. Uh, with that being said, again, shout out to the homie Villain, man, doing some big things with the family, man. So with the privilege. and an honor to hold it down in the stead. With that being said, as TP said, tell telephone, telephone, telephone it's the chef again. But they don't know, man, now we know, man. We out. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs,
0: Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman verse MF Doom, the clouds loom, to tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on Sports City, Sports City, Chef, for you, for Chef, Sports City, Sports City, for Chef, you, Chef, you, Yeah. You. Cabin, Touch. <laughs> Woo, Connecticut, uh.